Hello and welcome to this week's episode of My Stagey Place. My name is Emmy and I've got a fantastic guest lined up for you today. We are going to be chatting with Mahad Ali, a writer who is bringing a brand new play, My Brother's Keeper, to Theatre 503 from the 14th of February until the 4th of March. I'm really excited for you to hear this episode and hear a little bit more about this new play and why it's a really interesting kind of conversation. So let's get into it. Enjoy this fantastic episode with Mahad Ali. Mahad, hello and welcome to The Stagey Place. How are you doing? Good, good. Good to be here. Crazy first week of rehearsals and all kind of things for my brother's keeper. But yeah, glad to be able to chat. So we are here to chat about your new play, My Brother's Keeper, which performs at Theatre 503 from the 14th of February to the 4th of March. So tell us a little bit about the journey of this piece, because obviously it was developed as part of Theatre's 503 programme, wasn't it? Yeah, so I was a part of the 5035 and I had to pitch a paragraph to um, the artistic director, Lisa Sperling, Loretta Barrow and Steve Harper, the lit team there which is about the story. And then the journey from that has seen a paragraph pitch turn into a full production. And it's been quite a journey because it was in 2017, I think it was, this started. And it's part of the same group as Ross Willis and Yasmin Joseph. So it's kind of pandemic put cost to these things. So it's been a long journey to get here, but a really worthwhile one. And I think the piece still speaks to kind of the times that we're in at the moment. And yeah, it's very pertinent to what we're going through right now yeah definitely and like you said because obviously it's been on such a journey from like 2017 to now do you feel like you've been influenced as well by what's happening in current times as well do you know what's mad because of, obviously because all the immigration stuff and all that the politics but the play isn't just about that's about community as well and yeah. particularly coastal communities but I feel like the cycle of things that are happening are still the same so when we talk about the refugee crisis when we talk about housing refugees or asylum seekers which the play tops upon we talk about kind of tensions within communities I think those are things which are kind of undercurrents still playing and happening in Britain mm-hmm. so while like the play is kind of set just before the 2015 election it still feels so relevant to where we are right now yeah definitely going back to you so here on the stage place we love hearing about how creatives found their passion for theatre and what drew them into making a career out of it so where did that love of theatre kind of start for you? And was writing kind of always something you always imagined you'd be doing? Yeah. So I was writing as a teenager and I was lucky when I was 14. I think I told a story before to go on like a Soho Young Writers Programme at the age of 14. But at that age, I was a bit bad mind and just into football. And when my teacher asked me to show up after school to to, to go back I never went back but the love was always there and I think it was kind of to watch Bolag Bechi's kind of gone too far years ago and made me think okay I can do this and this was still in me all the way back there my love for theatre has always been there my love for writing has always been there I think it just maturity enables you mm-hmm. to kind of find your voice and the way of telling your stories kind of going from spoken word to theatre and stage and how your ideas can kind of come alive in that way so it's always been there and I'm lucky to have had the opportunity at a young age but it's just finding your place and knowing it's 
for someone like you from the background like you that gives you the opportunity to make it land as well yeah definitely and I guess for a writer then for you how do you kind of draw on ideas where do you find more of your like source material where do you kind of gravitate towards do you think I find it just from day-to-day observing people and just kind of (laughs) like to people watch as weird as that sounds and just observe like interactions between people and just understanding what is there and also people just thinking about people who they are their stories and then those things just produce questions in my mind so I always start with a question or a theme or something that I'm touching upon and then I think Michaela Cole says it kind of grows like a balloon and then that idea kind of begins to expand much more and more but obviously it touches upon my background you know moving from kind of black British African background and kind of the worlds around me as well and it can be social it can be political but also do comedy as well so there's something about the joy the pain and also like the laughter in everyday kind of struggles as well yeah so obviously going back to my brother's keeper it contains a lot of themes that are like obviously very familiar and very kind of known to people so how did you kind of start building this piece and where did your research come for that in particular yeah so I am the son of Nigerian and Somali immigrants. And during the 90s, there was a war in Somalia and there still is in the South. And it was a very different time to what it was then. So I think, you know, it was much more welcoming um, for refugees at that time. So when I was seeing things happening in 2015, I was just wondering what it would have been like for members of my family that came over at that time to be experiencing the level of hostility that's experienced now and how difficult that is and understanding also when you come what is the experience like of fitting into a town or community particularly outside of London or particularly outside of an urban centre where there is a lot of tension and I think at that time there is this thing of kind of hosting refugees particularly within hotels so my research came from that and I also spent a year in like 2010 or 11 I had been working because I did my day job I work with young people and I was working a lot with Eritrean refugees and I was seeing their day-to-day interactions and experiences and all of these kind of things began to ferment in my head in around 2015, 16, 17 when all of this stuff was happening again and it all came together so in terms of kind of research it's obviously a lot of personal experience um, and interaction um, with the communities um, but also a lot of experience just being able to hear from and also just kind of read and learn and absorb all of the kind of different things that are happening and going on around me. Yeah and I guess there's a lot of source material about that though isn't there so I bet it's quite hard to kind of then condense that into a play which has you know a story. Yeah well this that's the great thing because the play didn't go on when it was first commissioned straight away it's kind of been five years or so we've been able to kind of just refine it, refine it and refine it and chip away at it. And I think what we've got is a really solid story of a group of characters who are from different backgrounds, but come together to form this kind of community or family um, within the hotel, as odd as they may be. And what is the challenge of writing a new play, especially with something like this? Like, did the pandemic kind of put a halt in things and make that more of a challenge? Or like you say, do you think it benefited the work? I think a bit of both. I think, you know, it's hard to be creative during the pandemic, particularly with everything that's kind of going on. And there's a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff happening. And just, yeah, there's a lot happening at that time. But I was fortunate enough to be supported by Fear to Five and Three through that we did an online reading of the play and being able to kind of come back to it in light of what's happening now was really inspiring and being able to kind of look back at the script and say, oh, okay, what are the threads that we can really pull on here to tell an even more 
compelling story. So it puts a halt on things. And I think theatre is still in a sense of delay in terms of kind of all that stuff that was programmed before. It's like theatres are still catching up to find out, to, you know, to get everything out. So it's a blessing and a curse, but I think having more time is only a good thing with a play because it enables you to sit with it and not rush it. And I think, yeah, I'm really excited about where the play is at right now um, and what kind of comes next with it yeah definitely my brother's keeper obviously brings a really thought-provoking story to the theatre mm. so why do you think it has a particularly strong message that maybe other plays don't have I think it's because we don't try to shy away from the hard or difficult questions so when you talk about subjects like kind of you know being a refugee or immigration or community or kind of the love relationships that exist between two of the characters in the play you sometimes can think that you have to present a particular argument. But when you take stuff outside of London and you look at coastal towns and you look at the views of different communities and how they rub up against each other, the play goes into the nuance of those relationships and it doesn't try to present a good or bad. It just asks questions about what's happening and doesn't pull away from punches when it's like, obviously something is just plain wrong, it's wrong, but you can see it very adamantly. So I think how it's different is that there is nuance. And I think what we're missing these days is the nuance in a conversation or in a piece of theatre to actually look at and then dig underneath the surface of a story, particularly with people from completely different backgrounds as well. So for those people that are listening to this episode and they're kind of inspired to become a writer themselves, what kind of advice would you give them? I think craft, I think like, I can't say enough. I think you have to just write. And I think write rewrite keep reading your work sharing your work with people I think there's there's this idea that you become a writer and then you put something on and then then on tv and then you're off to Hollywood or whatever it is but that stuff will happen and even if you get a good opportunity and you win a playwright implies you still need to be ready for all those other opportunities that may come for you so my advice is just write as much as you can if you can craft time out in your day to do it um, and as you write more and more your writing the quality will just become better and don't worry so much about Twitter and all the success everybody's having just focus on your craft and that your craft will get you to where you need to be that would be my advice that's there good advice staying your own lane <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> um so for those that are interested in my brother's keeper why should they come and see it i think my brother's keeper is important because we're all part of a community some type of community somewhere but we don't always acknowledge those other people that don't look like us sound like us or from the same background as us or we may kind of be resistant to those who have different views from us so if you want to come on a ride and a roller coaster of kind of love, joy and pain, you know, in this kind of particular moment that we're in and actually feel that sense of community and what a community can become, I would say to come to my brother's keeper because it just presents an idea and a vision of what Britain is like and can be like bringing different sets of people together. Great stuff. So for the final question here on the Stagey Place podcast, we always love asking our guests whereabouts their stagey place is so that could be absolutely anywhere where you feel most inspired or most motivated so where is your stagey place that's a good question I think my stagey place it's Holloway it's London it's like I grew up in North London I grew up in Holloway not too far off the Cali Road it's a very kind of diverse area a lot of large working class community but very mixed black white Asian Turkish this is my community and this is my place where I pick up my stories and it's where I pick up my nuance 
And I think it's my hometown, it's my place, and it's the place in my head that I kind of go away to think about things and the conversation between characters. So it's my, that's my stagey place. Great stuff. Thank you so much for your time, Mahad. I really enjoyed chatting with you and good luck with My Brother's Keeper. Thank you so much. Thank you very much to Mahad there, who was a brilliant guest chatting about My Brother's Keeper. Don't forget to follow us over on Instagram and Twitter at The Stager Place, where you can keep up to date with all of the upcoming episodes because there's some great ones coming up. And whilst you're there, why don't you give myself a follow as well? I'm Emmy, and you can look for me at Theatre and Tonic. And we will see you next time on The Stager Place.